1: I am your running host, Dean Thompson. It is time, once again, to talk about well, kind of about running. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna dabble around running today, but we're gonna dun, be a little dun, off. Dun. Yeah, we're gonna be a little off topic today, right? So, uh, but here with me, your favorite guy, who is the Run for God founder, <laughs> Mitchell Hollis. Is that some kind of compliment? Or yeah, that, something like that. Is
0: that kind of like when I say Lane's my favorite nineteen-year-old in my house? Yeah, it's that's kind of like that.
1: Very, very okay. similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. So, uh, before we get started, Dan, we're going to talk about our sponsor for the day. And, like I said, if you own a business out there and you would like to support Run for God and allow us to support you, uh, you can send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com and he'll get you all the information about uh, being one of our sponsors. But this week, uh, we're going to highlight One Source business products. Uh, one Source is Dalton's only locally owned office supply company. And if you're looking for office supplies, furniture, printing, janitorial, custom forms or stamps, they've got you covered and the prices are right. That's why they compare and you save. Give them a call at 706-516-3900 or try their website at onesourcebp.com. So thanks to the whole Cates family over there for their continued support. We simply can't do what we do without them.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Hey, if you hear me coughing a little bit, I'm a, I've got this cough that just won't let go. You know, it's one of those things where I don't really feel bad. It's not COVID. But it's not COVID. I just can't get sh- It's just allergies, you yeah. know? And, and it's just, it's annoying. Leaves so, are
0: falling around here. So yeah. Things yeah, it's
1: are a little, blooming. Stuff's in the air. Rain, too. Tons of rain lately. Too much rain. Yeah. 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 We had a Facebook post from this week, this past week, and this is one is very short, but it's from one of my favorite dudes uh jeff joseph just cracks me up sometimes um and and this was his this was his post one day this past week brain pick it up these this last 200 meters lungs i haven't felt this good in year in years feet thanks for buying good shoes legs i got this let it rip usually you hear
0: that with the opposite side of that conversation <laughs> you do
1: you do I, I i think that's why this one hit brain, me brain so this
0: hard. hurts bad yeah legs i'm dying yeah. yeah
1: yeah he's uh yeah jeff's just uh he's he just makes you smile every yeah. time you see anything he posts and uh, i just wanted to share something he did just because he he really does tickle me he'll, he'll send me a personal message every once in a while and just uh Really, really good guy right there, that Jeff Joseph. So uh, thanks, Jeff, for that and an encouragement to to folks out there that maybe sometimes do kind of look at that, the end of that run like it's dread. It's the way we should look at it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. We had a trivia question from this past week, and it was a very general trivia question. Mm -hmm. And this is what the question was. How did cross-country get its start? Did you know this? I had no idea. Yeah. So cross country started um, in England, um, which may not surprise many people. May surprise a lot of people. A lot of people think, well, Kenya must must be Kenya. Maybe that's yeah. where where it all started. The truth is, is that you know, while Kenya has been really good for a long time, it's only been in the last thirty years that, that Kenya's been really, really in our face about how how much uh, how competitive they are in the world stage. Uh, but anyway, it started with with something called the Crick Run. That sounds like a South Georgia thing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. The Crick Run, held nearly every year since 1838. You know, I would have swore that cross-country was much older
0: than Wouldn't that. you? I would have. Yeah. Because, I mean, running is a sport. Sure. Dates back, you know, Yeah. thousands of years. Yeah. But uh, I guess I would have thought cross-country would have too, but... Now, there
1: were were people doing cross-country running, right? Running literally cross-country, like in Right. But
0: (laughs) but, it wasn't titled
1: a sport. Yeah, Yeah. so cross-country as a sport, as a competitive thing. um, In the early 19th century, almost all private schools in England um, had cross-country teams. In 1851, undergraduates at Exeter College of Oxford organized what they called a foot grind. Um, which was a lot like steeplechase. Um, Mm -hmm. We've talked about steeplechase before and Mm -hmm. how steeplechase came about because horses would race from one church to another and they would follow the steeple and whatever was in the way, they would just jump over it. So if there were walls and fences, they would just jump over those things. And so what happened was people thought, well, that was pretty cool with horses. Let's do that with humans. And that's- (laughs) Because that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, a two-mile cross-country steeplechase formed part of the Oxford University sports um, uh, in, in which many of the modern athletics events were founded. You know, Oxford founded a lot of stuff. They were big innovators back in this day. Uh, and that was back in 1860. And then it was replaced in 1865 by an event that were barriers over a flat field. So this, the idea that started with, as a steeplechase, eventually morphed into a track event that became the steeplechase on the track and then cross-country kind of split off into something that was a little bit different. So in 1868, there were members of a rowing club, the Thames Rowing Club, who decided they needed something to do in the wintertime. And, you know, rowing obviously is not a wintertime sport. Right. And so they wanted something to do, and they needed something that was, you know, cardiovascular and in nature. And so they formed the, the Thames Hare and Hounds in Roehampton, on the southwest fringes of London, um, which was right near where Wimbledon is if you're a tennis fan. And that's where they had these cross-country races staged, where mm-hmm. they, would, they would all join together and they would map out a course and they would run cross-country races. Um, and then in 1869, a year later, they were joined by the Peckham Hare and Hounds and then uh, Cheshire Tally Ho Hare and Hounds. Uh, in 1872, the Birchfield Harriers in 1877, the Cambridge University Hare and Hounds in 1880, and then the R- Ranelagh. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, Harriers in 1881.
0: So where is the hare? And, I've heard hare and hounds before. What? Well, Where does that come from? What's that the context comes, there?
1: That, that comes from a term that it's called hare and hounds or paper chasing. And so what paper chase was is the hare and hound would be the person who was the hare took some paper with them, like sheets of paper, and they would go out and, and they would drop these sheets of paper along a route. And then the hounds would follow those pieces of paper trying to chase down the hare. And so that's how cross country basically got its start, was doing it that way. They called it paper chasing. Um, and they found out that um, it's, it's kind of like the paper was kind of a scent for the dog to follow, the, the, the hounds to follow. And, uh, and, of course, that created, obviously, one heck of a nuisance, you know, when you just throw paper out all over the ground. Right. Um, yeah. That, then, um, that, then you have this uh, uh, problem of going back and cleaning up. We don't really like to do that. And so <laughs> uh, instead of going back and cleaning up, they just decided to change it to a race format where they were actually racing all together rather than this hare and hounds concept. So that's why all these teams started out being called that. And then the Harriers, of course, Harrier is, is an old term for a cross-country runner. Did you know that? I did not know that. I probably should have saved that for a trivia question itself. should have. Man. So in 1878, the sport was introduced to the United States by a guy named William C. Vosberg. So it came to the United States relatively early in its in, in the sport. Um, but it has never ever been as big in the United States as it is in England. In England today, they still have clubs who do cross country races today.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that on here before. Where yeah. it's like, I mean, it's big events. It's yeah. spectators and I know it would be fun, wouldn't yeah. it, to
1: do that? Yeah, it would. I would love it. Yeah. So anyway, then nine years later, cross country became a formal sport in the United States. Started getting into the colleges and things like that. Um. And, and this is interesting. We've talked about this on here before, too, that the cross-country is not in the Olympics. Hmm. It was dropped from the Olympics in 1924. And the reason why it was dropped in the Olympics was because it's not considered a summer sport. So now your next question is what? Well, why isn't it in the Winter Olympics? Right. But I guess it's not really. It's really a fall sport. We, I mean, you think about it. When we think about cross-country, we think about it as being a fall sport. Even though it's not necessarily a fall sport in the, in this country, that's what we. There's
0: a lot about. of a There's other fall sports that
1: are in the Olympics. That are in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they just I don't know, but it's interesting.
0: But it's it's funny I think to look at cross country and how it got its start and how you know we just had this conversation. We were out on a out together this morning and we were talking about how you know we have a we have a cross country meet this afternoon. And there's already conversations about, whether well, there's a wet spot on the course and, <laughs> you know, should we have the kids run through the... That's how this started was it's, it was true cross-country, and it didn't matter if it was a river or a fence or what it was. 100%. You went, you went through it. And, of course, you and I are kind of the same mind. Yeah. Let the kids run through the mud. Yeah. You know, that will be fun. The yeah. kids will love it. Parents sure. may not like it getting in their, you know, nice shiny new cars or whatever, <laughs> but, you know, that's not our problem. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, I... Yeah. And, there's actually a race we were at just a few weeks ago in Cartersville that they still have the hay bales and things. But it yep. seems like a lot of that's been taken away. It has. Cross country.
1: And over the last 10 years or so, I guess, more so than, than ever before, there's been this trend toward flatter, faster courses. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I And I like that. I like flat and fast. But at the same time, I really like the rawness of cross country and doing the other things as well. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, like this evening, it's gloomy out, it's raining. I I just think that would be a lot of fun to to be down there with a camera (laughs) at that muddy spot.
1: Absolutely, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And
0: see what happens down there.
1: Well, one of the things about cross-country is that women didn't really run cross-country until the 1960s. So it went 100 years of being a men-only sport before women started running cross-country. And, of course, we know today cross-country is just as popular with with women as it is men. Does that
0: coincide? I should know this because we've talked about it on here. When did women start running the marathon?
1: After that. They actually, okay. It was cross-country first. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it was thought that women couldn't run a long distance. Sure. And so, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. What's it, Another interesting thing about cross-country, too, is that it's still – cross-country is still not popular in Asian countries. Hmm. Don't know why that is. Uh, but there are things that the Asian countries – like in Japan, you go and they have the Ekiden races, which mm-hmm. are relay races, which are – they're team events like cross country is, yeah. so they fill that same niche that cross country filled, but it's a it's a completely different different thing. Um, so it I, and and that began way back in 1917, but it's never really caught on hmm. in uh, in Asian countries. So anyway, well now you know, yeah, very very interesting. So we we've got something else coming up this coming January, right? Yes, the coaching it's the marathon challenge challenge. challenge. challenge
0: yeah and so we've been we've been beating this drum for a few weeks now and we're, we're starting to get louder we're starting to send correspondence out you've probably gotten emails about this um but we're challenging everybody listening to this podcast whether you've taught or coached a run for god class in the past before or not we want you to join us this january from your community um, you know, we've, we've put the number out there. Our goal is 10,000 people starting this challenge in January. You, can, you and I cannot do that by ourselves. Uh, our marketing, we, we just simply can't do that. We need hands and feet in these communities all around the country who will go out and challenge their communities to join this with us. Uh, we're going to add a little bit of a twist to this today that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes That's that could potentially open the doors to even more people. Um, but we need people in their communities, and we've made it easy. You know, you, you're going to simply tune in on a Sunday night or a Monday night or whatever night you want to meet, and you're going to play the video. You're going to play the video that you and I are going to do each week uh, for all next year, just like we've been doing for this year. Uh, you're going to talk about the, the questions and the conversations and really get into those faith talks, and then you're going to head out the door and run. It's really that simple. Yeah. You know, you can you can add all the bells and whistles to it. You, I mean, we have some instructors out there who just – Man, they, they they put a lot of time into it. Yeah. And that's awesome. But it's not required. You know, it doesn't take a lot of time. It you know, some people will say, I don't have time. Well, do you go to church on Sundays? Do you go to church on Wednesdays? Do you run three or four times a week? Then yeah. you've got time to do this. Yep. Because you can that's the secret, that's the beauty of this uh challenge is is you want to make it part of what you already do because that's what you're doing. You're inviting people into your world teaching them about the sport of running and pointing them to to Christ in the process. And that's why it's so awesome. So what do you need to do? You need to go to runforguy.com and click on the coaching tab. If you're not a member of Run Club, go ahead and do that right now. 27 cents a day. The the Facebook group alone is worth the price of entry. Get joined up, click on coaching, and you'll find a, I think it's an eight or nine page PDF. It's got... For all you geeks out there like me that want all the information, it's all there. You can skim through it or you can dive in and read it all. Um, but we've made it very simple going forward this year. So we we want people out there in all these communities. Uh, we've had over 6,000 coaches through the years. Yeah. Um, if we just get a handful of those to join us in doing this, it'll make a humongous difference. And I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited too. And listen, if you're out there, one of the things that I see all the time is I see a lot of folks who are looking for a group Mm -hmm. to run with. If you're one of those and you're looking for a group to run with, and you can't find a group to run with, then you know what that
0: means. That's a sign.
1: That means you need to start that group. Right. You need to be the first one, and you need to get people to join you.
0: Now, people might be asking, where do I find groups? Well, you can go to runforgod.com and c- click on Classes. Yep. Very simple. We we keep it pretty simple. Click on Classes, and literally you can see drop pins all over the map, um, really all over the world of, of Run For God classes, both current, future, and past classes. And so you may be in a community where you look and you see, oh, somebody's done a class in the past. Well, give them a call and say, hey, why don't you think about starting another class? I mean, a little peer pressure goes a long way It sure does. It uh, sure does. But, yeah, we need help with this, and uh, we have no doubt that this this community that is Run Club is going to step up, and we're going to knock this out of the park come January.
1: Yeah, yeah. So get out there and, and get that thing started. Again, as Mitchell said, it's going to be easy. We've made it easy, and so listen. If you get a group, let's let's just say let's let's think about this, okay? We get a group started. So I, I don't have anybody. I look, there's nobody around me. So I'm going to say I'm going to start a group. I go and I put up some posters maybe at the YMCA, at my church, and some other places, and just to try to get people to join. And let's say let's say only five people show up. Mm. This is just five people, and maybe even after a few weeks, a couple of those folks. You only got three people. Well, let me ask you this. Would, if one of those three people came to the foot of the cross, or if one of those three people just improved their relationship with Christ, or if they just lost 30 pounds and felt better, Mm -hmm. would it be worth it? Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. So so don't be afraid. Pull the trigger. Get started. Yeah, we always
0: say whether you're taking the
1: class or
0: whether you're teaching the class. More times than not, every time I've taught a class, it's changed me. Yep. Uh, so you're you're helping those in front of you, but you're also changing your own life because it'll give you a different perspective <laughs> on this sport and on life yep. in
1: general. We're going to talk about a different perspective here in just a minute. A
0: much bigger perspective.
1: <laughs> but before we get to that, don't forget that we are always sponsored by J Radio, and there is a Run for God channel out there. If you're part of J Radio and you've subscribed to J Radio, you get to listen to the Run for God channel channel and you can listen to Mitchell's podcast and you can listen to Dean's podcast and you can listen to Lane's podcast and Holly's and Gay's. You can listen to all these different, uh, it's not podcast, playlist, excuse me, playlist yeah. and you can decide which one is the best. Now, Mine's we know, the best. We know it'll be Dean's. It but, is
0: mine. <laughs> We won't even talk about Lane's. It's I can't even understand half the words they're saying.
1: I will say this, though. I, I have downloaded a couple of the songs from Lane's, from Lane's? playlist. Yes, because mm. I just, I like them. And just so. in
0: case you're wondering, Lane is in the room with us today. He's yeah. kind of off camera doing some stuff with another camera. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my, mine has Southern Gospel on it. Therefore, by default, it is the best playlist. <laughs>
1: As a mom, I want to make sure we choose a cereal that's not entirely derived from sugar. Their car seats have to be nationally CPS certified, and their first car has to have every possible safety feature known to man. I just want to do my best to make sure that they're safe. One thing I don't have to worry about is the content they hear on J Radio. Not only do they love the music, but I know it's only going to be a positive message that I would approve of. Now, if I could just figure out how to get my youngest from sticking everything up his nose.
0: Sign up at JRadio.com and download the new JRadio
1: app in your app store.
0: All right, so we're back. I beat you to the punch, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't shared your story, we talk about this on here a lot, and we're going to continue to talk about it. Your story is important. You may think, you know, if if you listened to the podcast a couple weeks ago, you, you heard the story about the vanilla testimony. And he, there there is no such thing. There's just no such thing. We like to put a label on it. We like to say my 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 story's not impressive or my story's vanilla or whatever you want to put the label on it. It's God's story. So therefore mm-hmm. it's not plain. And somebody needs to hear it. So go to runforgod.com, go to the bottom, go to click on submit your story. That'll come to Dean if you're if you're a Run Club member. It always goes to the front of the line, uh, but we want to hear your story because we we understand, you know, we're 82 episodes into this now, and we understand that every one of these stories impacts somebody. That's and right. So we need to hear your story.
1: And we get correspondence. We hear from people who these stories have impacted sure. them. I get I get emails all the time from people saying. Man, I really needed to hear that what you, you know, what you did on the podcast and and it's somebody else's story. It's yeah. got nothing to do with what you and I are doing. Right. It's somebody else's story. And so, yeah, you just never know. You yeah. Never
0: know. Yep. So, let's change gears a little bit this week. I'm um I have the story this week. Yeah. And uh this is this is my uh dirty secret, my little secret that's been going on for a little while now. Yeah. And uh so I'm going to read this and then we're going to talk about it. <laughs> And uh, we'll just go from there. But the title of this is An Open Letter to Walkers. My Big Secret. I'm a runner. That's been part of my identity for almost 15 years now. I run 5Ks to marathons, relays to ultras, and fun runs to Ironmans. For the past 11 years, I've become known as the Run for God guy. In January of 2010, God led me to teach a class that illustrated the parallels of faith and endurance, which has now turned into a worldwide ministry. It's been taught in over 6,000 communities around the world to over 200,000 people. Running has taken me places I may have never seen had there not been a race there. Running has been good to me, and God has used it to draw me closer to Him. Walking. We all do it every day. I walk to get where I'm going, yet I've never considered myself a walker. I have nothing against walkers. It's just never been my thing. For the past 15 years, I've I've thought to myself that if I were going to exercise, it needed to be in the form of running and not walking. Not because I feel it's inferior, but because I could get it done quicker. I could get my competitive fix, and because it's just part of who I am. I'm a runner, not a walker. We've had more than one request through the years to create a Walk for God division of Run for God. My answer has always been pretty simple. No. I've never been accused of being evasive or not clear about what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's even sure. when times I probably should, as my wife would say. So why not Walk for God? Because this is Run for God. And Run for God was, was created to disciple runners and to introduce those who have never run to the sport of running. You may be asking, Mitchell, where are you going with this? Well, I'm glad you asked. In 2020, we began the journey of Run Club. This would be a community of runners of all abilities who could train together, pray for each other, share with one another, and just be part of everything that Run for God has to offer. I began to see that this new format could make room for walkers, always knowing in the back of my mind that my goal would be to eventually encourage them to run. In 2020, we even began including a walking plan in the 5K challenge that would allow walkers to reach a 5K safely and injury-free. If that were not enough, I even began to walk. Early in 2020, I began to experience some knee pain that I had dealt with on and off for years. My years of kneeling down, swinging hammers had taken their toll. The pain was not terrible, but enough to be an inconvenience. Or was it just enough to change my thinking? Since my knee was not cooperating and since we were now including a walking plan as part of our 5K challenge, I thought, maybe I'll just walk in 2020 and see what it's all about. Why so many people have suggested it through the years? So walking I did. By mid-2020, I was walking 50 plus miles a week. I quickly began to see the draw. Not that I was becoming a walker, but I understood why some love it. You can for sure get your heart rate up, You can absolutely challenge yourself and you can for sure make yourself sore in places you never knew you had. Was I becoming a walker? No way. I was just trying something new and in 2021, I'd be back to pounding the pavement. Fast forward to the fall of 2020. My knee was feeling better. I had a few thousand miles of walking under my belt and it was time to get my running shoes back out. How better to jump back into running than to commit to a marathon? The safe way, of course. We began to plan the Couch to Marathon Challenge starting January of 2021. The response was incredible. 1,700 people signed up to start this journey with us, and by mid-January, we were off. My knee felt great, my running was coming back nicely, and walking seemed to be a thing of the past. I've always said that God will get your attention by whatever means necessary. God had given me hints through the years that we needed to open the doors to walkers. But we had, was my argument. I walked for almost a year, God. We even put an insert into the 5K challenge, I found myself telling God. Looking back now, it's the same thing I do with God almost every time He asked me to step outside my comfort zone. I began to brag about how I stuck my big toe into the waters that He was asking me to jump into. (laughs) This past August, during week one of the half marathon challenge, I knew I had a problem. My knee pain was creeping back in. I can run through it. I can go get a quarter zone shot. I can tough it out. But God was saying, just walk. But God, we've already been here. I'm a runner, not a walker. Sometimes it seems as though our arguments fall on deaf ears. Since since that is all I got, silence is all I got. You know, I often pray for streetlights. And the streetlight God had given me was in the form of an 18-minute mile. Hmm. So walking I went. It's funny how I would describe it in the beginning. I would tell people that I had just got done with a workout, not a run. When people ask how far I ran that day, I found myself not correcting them, but rather answering, I got in such and such miles. Was I ashamed? I don't think so. Was I in denial? Surely not. Was I embarrassed? I really don't know. I just knew that this was my secret and no one besides me me and my inner circle needed to know it. God began to reveal something to me. Almost the same conversation he had with me 11 years prior. My identity had become the Run for God guy. A runner. And walking flew in the face of that. God said, Your identity should be my child. And running or walking should simply be something you do. Ouch. Just like I've never been accused of mixing words, neither has God. Mm -hmm. So what now? I'm a walker, plain and simple. I will be walking a marathon this January, and Lord willing, I will do it in under seven hours. Am I still a runner? You bet. In fact, on my last long walk, I actually ran some of and my knee felt great. But I'm going to continue to walk. Why? because for now, I'm enjoying it. There are many people who would love to be part of what we do at Run for God, but would rather walk, and so I will walk with them. Next year, for the Couch to Marathon Challenge, we will have a walkers division and special instructions just for them. Dean will be the running coach, and I will be the walking coach. Will there be a special t-shirt just for walkers? (laughs) Now, let's don't go get ahead of ourselves, but let's just say... It's in the works. (laughs) The bottom line is that God has shown me and reminded me of some things over the past two years, and I'm better for it. First, as a believer, your true identity is in Christ. Running or walking is simply what we do. Some people can run, but choose to walk, and that's okay. When you pray for street lights, be prepared to follow the path He lights. You can push your body and mind just as hard walking as you can running. The world record 5K is 1805, so I've still got plenty of room to improve. So, if you're out there and you've ever considered getting active, but don't want to run, how about give walking a try? Join me and the rest of the Run for God family this January as we run, walk, and shine the light of Jesus to the endurance community. Run for God is and will always be who this ministry is and what we do. But there's another group of people who would like to join us. And we're simply opening the door and saying, come on in.
1: (laughs) That's so awesome. Um, And such a neat, uh, neat, because we've talked about this. How many times has it been brought up? How many times have we talked about walk for God? And um, And we fought it. And yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, you fought it a lot harder than anybody else. I have. But, and it's funny that God smacks you with this, the whole realization. And I just, it's, it's. God works uh, such in such an awesome way yeah so often and uh it's been it's been fun because what people out there don't know is of course I'm part of that inner circle you were talking about I, I've known you've been doing this yeah and we've talked about some of the things that you've done as a walker are um, crazy I yeah. mean a little bit Outside of, I mean, you mentioned walking 50 plus miles a week. That's a lot of walking. (laughs) But
0: you know what I I found through that time, especially last year? I mean, I was walking six, seven, eight miles a day. And I found that I can, you know, I could work walking. Yeah. You know, I could take my phone and Mm -hmm. I could do emails. I could text people. I mean, I could get things done walking. And so it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as much of a time consuming thing as you might think it would be but another thing that we've literally just done like literally before we walked into this podcast mm-hmm. i did my half marathon yeah and i had a guest with me yeah you did <laughs> so how was it to walk a
1: half marathon oh man i'll tell you what for if if you're out there and you're a runner and you're like well walking you know no, that's not a real thing uh let me assure you um i i walked and we we walked pretty briskly, mm-hmm. and um, we did it just under three just hours. Just under three hours, and but I'm gonna tell you what, my glutes are cramping. cramping. They're like <laughs> locked down. Like I, I I need to get up every once in a while and stretch out. Yeah. Um. So it's it's just using a whole different group of muscles, and so it's different. And uh, I'll tell you what, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because uh, it was something different, and I like different. You know, a lot of people don't like to do things that aren't what they that that main thing that they do but I enjoy doing stuff different from mm-hmm. time to time and so um, I was actually when you asked me about doing it my first thought was I really don't have time for that and my second thought was I'd really like to do that though <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, so I'm glad I did now
0: you know, before before you go thinking out there listening to this that run for God is turning into walk for God it's not no it's not We're simply opening the door for a new family to come in. Um, Run for God will always be what it is. And will I ever run another marathon? Absolutely. Will I do another Ironman? Probably so. But for this year and next year, I want to go through it one year with a group of people. Yeah. And who knows? Those people might turn into running, turn into Mm -hmm. runners. But I think... I think we've just all we've simp- all we all we're doing here is simply lowering the barrier to entry. Yeah, you know, because f- a lot of people, and, and if you're out there and you're an instructor, you've seen this. It's it's very intimidating to to say I'm going to start running. That's very intimidating. It's 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 scary for some people because yeah. they're you know they may be overweight, they're out of shape, they haven't been active in in years and years and years, and I can be pretty persuasive yeah. when when trying to recruit people, but some people it's just a hard no. Yeah. But if the option is to enter this process with just walking, which is what we do I'll do every day anyway. Yeah. Then then we could bring more people into the fold with the goal of reaching more people for Christ in the process. That's that's the goal.
1: And you may be out there listening to this, and you're thinking, "Well, I've been walking. I've been part of Run for God for a long time, and I've been walking." Because we have a lot of those folks. Because sure. people ask all the time, "And well, is it okay if I walk?" And we've always said, "We've always welcomed runners." Yeah, that's never been. We've never said, "No, you can't be part of Run for God because you're a walker." Right. But but in this point, at this point, what we're doing is we're saying we're going to make this more formal. We're going to not only welcome walkers, but we're going to go out of our way.
0: Each week, I'm going to be talking directly to the walkers
1: yeah, yeah
0: and yeah. saying, you know, here, here's the training plan for running. Well, here's how we're going to do it if you're walking. yeah, Because it, it is just a little different. Mm-hmm. It's surprisingly similar. Yeah. And we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But yeah, I mean, you're right. We're just, we're kind of making it formal. We're, yeah. we're defining the relationship to walking.
1: Yeah. Another thing about walking, and I didn't know this until we really started talking about this seriously, but the world record it's crazy walk it? for 5k is 1805 yeah 1805 is crazy
0: fast I, i've never been i mean i have been within a minute and 50 seconds of that on my fastest 5k <laughs> running ever you know yeah. so that that yeah. and you and i today you know because there, there is there's there's technique to walking fast fast right. and i, I I'll, I'll probably never want to do that right um for a variety of reasons but there, there's technique there, and it's hard to do. I mean, you and I, toward the end of our walk today, we said let's let's pick it up and see how fast we can go. I guarantee you, we we probably never got below 10 minute pace. Probably not, because it's it's <laughs> it's hard to do. I don't it see, is. I don't see how they do it. Yeah, because you gotta you got to one foot always has to be on the ground, right? And your carry through leg has to be straight. Yeah. that's really the only two rules for walking. Yeah, but that carry through leg leg being straight is the kicker. Yeah. that's the one that's hard because. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound hard, but when I was doing some of these <laughs> intervals walking, I didn't really know that was the rule and I could get I could get pretty fast on a walk if I had both legs bent. But yeah. that's against the rules. Right. And so, right. yeah, I mean there's a lot of strategy to it, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to tell you what. Uh, what a couple of things about running. First of all, running I mean running, walking can be a a pretty good exercise if you if you go at it hard. Now, what a lot of people do is they think walking and they think it's just a stroll you know, like the same pace you'd walk if you were grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking mm-hmm. about. We want, we want One thing we do want to encourage people is if you're going to come and you're going to be a walker, we want you to challenge yourself. Sure. We want you to try to walk faster um, because the faster you walk, first of all, the more calories you burn, mm-hmm. which is always good. Uh, but the, the, the higher the fitness level, the faster you walk, the higher your fitness level will become um, and you'll be Thankful for that higher fitness level. Um and you can challenge yourself pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean, walk. I've I've said this to you already over the past few months. I said, you know, I could I did a particular track workout walking yeah. and I told you I said that was as hard yeah. as any running track workout I've ever done because and 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 I'll dive into kind of the, the training here for just a second. And I'm I'm feeling this out myself too right now. So mm-hmm. that's why we're <laughs> I'll have it all lined up in January for everybody. But the way this works is extremely very similar to the to the training system we do for the the running right now. In that we typically have a a timed mile and that sets your paces for your tempo, that sets your paces for your intervals and that sets your pace for your long run. Well, the way I started experimenting with this is I did that same exact thing but just walking. So I went out on the track and I walked a mile as fast as I could walk a mile. Now, from the first time I did it to the second time I did it, I learned a lot about how to do it and I got a lot faster. But I was I was down in the mid tens yeah. for a mile yeah. on my second one, mm-hmm. which that's a very fast walk. So, you know, that 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 set my repetition pace. You know, I took a a minute to a minute and a half slower than that. That set my tempo pace, and then a two to three minutes slower than that. That set my slow pace. Well, if you do the math, even to my slow pace, that's still pretty fast.
1: Yeah, and it all works out too because we we ran we did that this morning. Yeah, at that at that pace. Yeah, right. We were doing
0: right. thirteen thirteen and a half minute right pace so for walking, mm-hmm. and so yeah, we're not we're not saying. Leisurely paces here because if you're signing up for a, a marathon, which you can absolutely, I, I think I might be able to do one in under six hours, maybe. Yeah. Um. But you you have to challenge yourself mm-hmm. still. Yeah. To do this, and yeah. it um, I just think it's going to open the door to a a whole different group
1: of people. Yeah, I'm really excited about it because. I've told the story on here before about how, you know, I'm a faster runner. I enjoy running fast. I love hanging out with the fast guys and talking mm-hmm. shop with the fast guys and talking about races. And I love all of that. But run for God really brought me to a point where I really started appreciating the slower the back runners, the, the back of the Packers. And, um, and, and the more I've gotten to know them, the more I love talking running with them just as much as I do those guys at the front. And now this is just a whole new category of people I've never really thought about walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've obviously thought about walking, but I, from the way we're doing it, I think, I really think, and I may be wrong here, I've, I've never Googled it, but I'll bet you this is pretty revolutionary. To do a walking program the same way you do a running program, basically, mm-hmm. Has got to be fairly. I've revolutionary. never seen it.
0: I haven't. Even- I looked for it because I wanted to know if I was doing this right. Yeah. So I was kind of my own guinea pig, and yeah. it feels right. Yeah. Now, now we're going from we're about to go from a half marathon to a marathon, which may pose some different challenges, but I don't think it will. Yeah. I, th- I mean the principles the principles are solid because I mean let's be honest, there's some people out there that their fastest mile running on a track is in the ten minute range. So there's some people who I'm I'm walking as fast as they're running, and I'm not saying that to say anything else than the principles work for them running at a 1030 pace. Why wouldn't it work for me walking at a 1030 pace? Now, like I said it in the letter, <laughs> you feel different things. Yeah. I mean, just like you experienced this mm-hmm. morning. Uh, muscles are worked very differently, and so that may take some getting used to for some people. But... You know, I, I think what I wanna do in this process and, and what I really felt God is leading me to do is let's let's tear the the shroud of I don't I don't know what it is. The
1: the There's almost like a stigma attached from yeah. from runners towards walkers. Right. And we we wanna get away from that. And that's wrong. Yeah.
0: Because we're all out there for the same goal. Right. The the goal might not be to win the race. But the goal is to get healthy, right? And to get fit, and you can do that, walking. Yeah. Would I imagine myself ten years ago saying that?
1: No. Nope.
0: (laughs) Would I imagine you and I ten years ago sitting where we're sitting right now?
1: No. Yeah.
0: But um, I think I think God's just opening the door to to something (laughs) we don't we don't know what it's gonna look like. Yeah. I have no idea how this is gonna how this is going to hit people. Yeah. Uh but I, I hope I hope they come around to the fact like I have that we have a bigger goal here. Yeah. Yeah, we want to get people fit. We want to get people active. You know, we've heard the stories of how this has helped with people's marriages, their relationships, <laughs> all the all the different things that this ministry has done. But at the end of the day it's it's getting people don't know Christ at the foot of the cross right and if we can do that through walking then let's start walking
1: yeah no kidding so yeah and that's always been the this there's there's a perception that people who run faster have a little bit of disdain for people who run slower which I honestly don't feel like that's a thing mm -hmm. I mean I think I'm sure there are people out there there's always some crazy person out there who thinks crazy things um but I know there's a lot of people who are runners who look at walkers and go, "Well, that's not, you know, that's okay exercise, but it and it's better than not being, being on the couch, but it's it's not real." It's real. It's real. <laughs> it's real. Yep. I and I think about it this, you know, when um this past week I drove a bus. And this bus, I don't know where we got this bus from. It didn't have power windows. It didn't have. It had power. Nothing. It didn't have cruise control. Nothing. Well, by the time I got home, it was only a five-hour drive. It's not like I was driving forever. By the time I got home, my leg hurt so bad because I'm normally putting mine on cruise control and, and and going. And hold my foot in that position for that long was hard. Yeah. So anytime you do something a little bit different, it's going to be kind of like I get wore challenge. out at the
0: gas pump now when they don't have the thing that yeah. clicks down. And you got to sit there and hold it <laughs> yeah. for the whole time. You Your just, hand starts to cramp. Right. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yep. So, Let's take
0: a break real quick, and we'll come back, and we'll we'll finish this conversation.
1: All right. <laughs> While you are working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We have partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Mitchell, Lane, Holly, me, and others that you hear on the Run Club podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist now at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. All right, we are back and we're talking about walking today. Who would have thought that we would have a podcast Certainly, when we started this podcast eighty-two episodes ago, we never would have thought we'd have a walking episode. I
0: honestly didn't think we'd be here eighty-two episodes later. Well, that's true so too. We we must um, we, we must be good at talking.
1: We've outlasted uh, common sense, but maybe. I'm glad we're here. Yeah, me too. We're having fun. Yep. So, uh, so you you had a conversation with Lane recently? Yeah. About. Uh, this whole walking versus running thing, So right? it, it
0: goes to my point. It goes to my point. And Lane's sitting off camera, and he's going to want to jump on these microphones, and we're not going to let him. That's right. But we were talking about, I, I read this letter <laughs> to my family, so Holly and Lane and Lane, we, and we, we have a, a study time every night where we usually go through uh, something. And uh, so the other night, or last night, was it last night? Not before last. Um, I read this letter, and so we we started into the conversations about why, and just like just the things we've already talked about, and and Lane's Lane Lane has a problem with the the speed walkers, the the professional, because I mean it's an Olympic sport, right? And you know he he said why 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 would you do that? Now Lane is a a professional triathlete, an elite runner, so. You know, we can discount what he says because of that fact.
1: Because he's not normal. Right. Yeah.
0: So, but it goes to the thinking that some of us have had. And it's, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. And the answer to me is pretty simple because some people just want to do it. Mm -hmm. You said something on this podcast, I don't know, a month or two ago that really stuck out to me. And you made the comment, you said, I understand why some people don't want to run. Yeah. I get it. You said that. Yep. And that's, that's the people we're talking to here. That's right. We're not trying to encourage people <laughs> who want to run. We're not trying to give them an out. That no, is not what sure. we're doing. That's we're right. we're going to keep pushing you to run.
1: Matter of fact, we don't want you to take that out.
0: Right. Yep. Because if, if you, if you failed in your spirit and it's been your goal to run, then by all means you need to run. We're talking to the people who have said, I don't want to run, mm-hmm. but I want to get healthy and I want a place to do that. That's who we're opening the door for. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, you know, I, one of the things that really hit me is, you know, gay Coker does most of our proofing, um, uh, because you and I can absolutely butcher writing. <laughs> and so she is our, a lot of times she's our last line of defense before things go out. And even through her, sometimes things slip out. Um, but she read my letter the other day and she said, I just want you to know that this is going to be huge. Because for me, for Gay, she said, it it, it seems like it's taken such a sense of guilt away. Because Gay's been walking. Gay Gay has had some medical issues over the past couple of years and, and she's been walking. Shannon's been, man, he's been so, he's been running nonstop. But Gay has, has for what it, for, variety of reasons she's been walking and she's had this sense of guilt. Mm -hmm. Almost the same sense that I had a few months ago when I started back doing this and people would ask me, how many miles do you run today? And I say, I got in six. Yeah. So I wasn't being completely honest. And, but it's that, it's that, it was that cloak of, I guess, guilt that as a society of runners, we've kind of put out there and we need to take that away. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, because at that point, you're thinking, well, I'm walking, so it's it's less than. Right. But it's not less than. Right. It's it's equal to sure. Um, in, in many, many ways. Now, there are some things about running that are clearly better than walking. Sure. For example, you burn almost twice as many calories when you run as you do when you walk. Well, that's a benefit. If that's your goal is to burn a lot of calories, then re- just realize you're going to have to walk twice as long to get the same benefit that you do. But but you can do that. If you're if
0: you're one of the I mean and, and I'm not saying this in any derogatory way at all. But we have said there are some people who can walk faster than they run. That is true. There it's it's I mean, I can think of two people in my head right now that I know and are very close friends. They're very slow runners and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't 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 put words in my mouth. There's nothing wrong with that. But those two particular people Would burn more calories walking. Yeah. Because they will actually get their heart rate up and walk faster than they were running. So it's everybody is unique. And I don't know. I just have a really funny feeling that this is, there's a lot of people out there who are going to be drawn to this. I hope, I hope that's the case. I think
1: you're right. I think you're right. And all we're saying is, all you people out there who really, really, all you really want to do is walk and maybe get fitter well what we're saying is come on in we're going to give you a big hug I'm going to walk with you yeah yeah pretty awesome yeah Uh, I remember uh, a couple of years ago I had a um, one of the magazines that we we did a few years ago I interviewed a couple of ladies from up in Chicago Mm -hmm. who were Cisneros I think was their last name um, who were competitive walkers Uh, and and I talked to them a little bit about their training and you know we were talking before about it has anybody ever done this well i think these competitive walkers do mm-hmm. but i think they're the only ones that do right and so because i would talk to them and i cuz i i couldn't get in my head cuz you know how competitive walkers have have a form that's different and it looks a little different it does and yeah. we we like to we like to but if you want to do that really truly seriously think about it if you wanted to walk that way well, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: That comes down to that form thing I was it talking does. about. And that's how you get to those really fast speeds. Right. right. Is you have to change the way you walk.
1: Yeah. And one of these ladies just this past year, the NAIA, which, you know, Dalton State College is part of the NAIA. NCAA doesn't have competitive walking, they don't have a marathon, but the NAIA does. Mm-hmm. And so for that that segment of our population, and there aren't many of them, um, that's, that's where they go to be competitive. So, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, you asked the question how many people do you think have passed on what we do because they don't want to run and how many of those do you feel will take a second look now um, I think that's a good question because I know there are those out there I've had phone conversations I know with a number of folks that that kind of had that attitude That I really I really just want to walk
0: I know many people personally yeah just in my sphere of influence yeah, who that is the case yeah a lot of them is the older generation, but a lot of them are not. Yeah, they just don't want to run. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. This morning, we did the we, we walked for three hours this morning, and in the end, I never really breathed all that hard. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit, at, you know, going up some hills and stuff, but not really, not like I'm used to for running. Right. Um, but I got a workout in. <laughs> I guarantee you that. <laughs>
0: You so, feel it in the morning.
1: I am. I'm feeling it now. What are you talking about in the morning? And I, you know how it is when you get old like me. If you can, if you can feel it now, oh, it's gonna be. Hor- it may not be that bad. Two days morning. later. Yeah. yeah. Two days yeah, later. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll find out. And, and like
0: and, I said, I mean, I, I'm being honest when I say that the it was. I think it was twelve four hundreds. Yeah. Um, was the workout that that the, the marathon group was supposed to be doing, and I've, I've. I've done every workout exactly how you're supposed to do it for the runners. I've done it walking. And I'm not kidding. Twelve four hundreds walking at a at a ten something pace yeah. is hard.
1: That'll get you going.
0: It is hard. And I would do I would do two hundred walks in between and then I would go right in so there was no stopping. And uh I mean it got in my lungs, not nearly as much as as if you were running and doing repetition pace. But getting into your legs, absolutely. I yeah. mean, you—it's it
1: it's, hurts. So here's kind of what we're saying, right? If you're out there, and you, maybe you've been a part of Run for God for a long time. Maybe you haven't been for, with Run for God for a long time, but you've probably had people who know that you're a part of Run for God and they're not runners. Hmm. This gives you the opportunity to recruit some of those people in to do something maybe a little bit different. You get, listen, I, I I just you know at this point in time there's only one excuse anybody can use for not becoming a part of Run for God as a walker, and that is I don't have time, and that's typically not a great response anyway. But I mean, other than that, what's Gotta the reason? Time. Yeah, it, almost anybody can do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, so when you go out and you ask people, hey, why don't you join um, Run for God this January and do the to Marathon Challenge? And I can't run. Oh, good. <laughs> we have walking program yeah. too and we're even i mean by the time this comes out we will have uh we will have um social media posts that you can use so if if you're coaching the couch to marathon next year we're going to have we're going to have promotional stuff that you can put out there you know we've always said walkers are welcome mm-hmm. but we're going to have it in marketing materials too now going out and it it will be different in some especially into the marathons I'm trying to think through that right now mm-hmm. um, but from the 5k all the way to the half marathon I have done nothing different than if I were running it's the same just different paces yeah um, intensity is still on par with the running yeah meaning that you're you're going by you, you still got to vary your paces now you, you still can't have not done any I, I, I hate to say you you've never done any walking because we all walk every day right but if if you come out and you tried to walk a half marathon and you've never done anything like that before you can get injured just like if you tried to go run a half marathon mm-hmm. it's not gonna be good so you still have to if you've if you've been sedentary for year years then you've still got to walk through this process <laughs> pardon the pun You've still got to walk <laughs> through this process, um, but we're going to take you through it. So the yeah. classes really won't be different, but we will be talking to both groups each week, um, and we will have something a little bit special for each group each week, starting in January.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you've if you're out there and you've been worried about being identified as a walker instead of a runner, here's what we're saying. We want you to be proud of it. Yep. We want you, just like, you know, there are times we were talking, I was just talking with somebody, this was uh, this was crazy. Somebody's taken an RRCA class, um, learning how to be a coach, and they had called me and asked me some questions, and they they were talking about their instructor, who they were wearing a Run for God class uh, shirt in their class, and th- the guy called them out on the Run for God shirt. And I said, I know his name, and I called his name, and sure enough, same guy that I went through the class with that called me out in class, and um, but you know what? That that person did the same thing I did. They kind of stood up loud and proud and said, "Yeah, I'm 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 a Christ follower. That's what I do. That's who I am." Right. And um, what we're saying is, as a walker, that's what we want you to do. Right. We want you to stand up and go, "I'm a walker." Yeah. And by gosh, I'm proud of
0: it. And being a walker and a runner is not mutually exclusive. That's right. I'm a runner. I'm yep. still a runner. That's right. No question. But I'm also a walker. And you know what the only difference in those two are? Either one foot's on the ground or no well, foot's on the ground. Yeah. That's the only difference. It really That's really It's the only difference <laughs> yeah. in the two. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we, we've we kind of dedicated this, this whole hour to to walkers. Yeah. Uh, and we've done it for good reason, because we needed to. Yeah. You know, this has been a long time coming. We've had... To people's credit, we've had lots of people through the years. You know, are we going to have um, walkforgod.com, walkforgod.net, walkforgod.org? Well, you know a funny thing? When I bought runforgod.com 11 years ago, guess what else I bought? <laughs> walkforgod.com, walkforgod.org, and walkforgod.net. Now, I bought a lot of other things, too, but that was in that repertoire. Yeah. So, Will mm-hmm. it have its own website for now? No, um, because everything is so similar. Right. But who knows where? Who knows where <laughs> God will take this? That's, you know, like I said, we never saw ourselves sitting here eighty-two episodes later. That's right. Uh, only God knows what what the future of this thing holds. But we're just trying to be obedient, and and walk to that next light post.
1: That's right. The bottom line with with Run for God in general is getting outside your comfort zone. Sure. That's what it's all about. It's going and doing something hard. And for many people, this is going to take you down a- and get you just as far outside your comfort zone as the Run for God program ever has. And um, and I mentioned before, we need to be clear about this. Walking, way better than sitting <laughs> on the couch, right? Yeah. And so that's that's kind of what we're saying is we, we just want to see people get healthy. And, and this is a good way to do it. And, I, you know, I know a guy. He was a decathlete in college at the University of Georgia. He heck of an athlete, yeah. great athlete. And you know what he does today? He walks and walks and walks every like. He, he drives our bus for us mm-hmm. when uh, when we go on trips. We get up in the morning. We he's he's walking in the morning, early in the morning. He'll be walking right up until we pull the bus out. Uh, as as we're loading the bus up, he's he's pulled the bus up, opened the doors. He's walking around the parking lot of the hotel until we get done, and then he gets in and he just and then we get there and he walks some more. Well, I told you
0: this morning the cool thing about walking is there's really no warm up or cool down. That's right. <laughs> you just yeah. step out of the truck and go
1: walking. <laughs> yeah, I got. it was cool <laughs> this morning. We got through with three hours of activity and my shirt wasn't soaking wet. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Now for some people, I realize I say that and some people are like, well, I'd be sweating. Well, sure. I I get that, but. But it is. It's it's a little bit easier to go from. It's easier to go from walking to a meeting or something than it is to go from running to a meeting or something. (laughs) Although I do it all the time. So, do we? Here, Debbie and I were thinking about this last night, right? So we were talking about do we need a clever name for the walkers? So here's some of the things that we just kind of looked up some stuff, and here's some of the stuff we found. Walking nine to five. Cirque do sore legs, <laughs> legs miserable. Um, how about uh, holy guacamoles? <laughs> we laugh so hard. You're last just night. getting goofy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chafing the dream. <laughs> uh, no. Come out and join us if you if that's what you want to do. Then we've we've got a spot for everybody now, don't we?
0: And I'm going with you. Yeah. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish
1: big things. All right, we're back, and you know it's getting cooler outside finally, right? I know you're a big fan of the cool weather. I love light. it. You, I love it. You like it as much because it's, it's a hunting season, right? It's
0: I like to hunt. I love the <laughs> fallen leaves. I love campfires. I love being outside this time of year. I like walking this
1: time of year. Yeah. From a running perspective, you know what? It's time to get out the long sleeves and the gloves and the jackets and all the stuff we need for for running in the cold weather. Yeah, and
0: while since you said that, we've got the Holly and Gay has put together a endurance run for God jacket. We don't, we, neither one of us have one on. I think we're getting some examples made yeah. that we can wear. Uh, pretty cool jackets. They have the thumb holes, <laughs> you know, and all that kind of stuff. And um,
1: yeah, I've got one at home. Do you? Yeah, she gave okay. me one last year when when she was trying. Why am I that? just
0: now getting one? I don't know. I guess they like you better. I guess so. But um, uh, but yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, we might yeah. even get Lane one. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, Lane yes. said he's had one for four months, so I'm the last you're the one only to guy. get one. So. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah.
1: Why do you need one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to encourage you. If you're out there and you're one of those people who's a seasonal runner or walker, mm-hmm. and you stop running or walking in the wintertime and in the middle of the summertime, I want to encourage you not to do that. I want to encourage you to keep it going. Right? It walking in the cold won't hurt you. Now a lot of people they'll, especially that first time they walk in the wintertime, their lungs will burn mm-hmm. real bad, and they'll be like, "Oh, this is not good for me," because it feels like it's bad for you. It's not Great for you. It's not. And what'll happen is you could you be consistent and you do that day after day, and after a few days, all that that hurt from that cold air will go away. Mm. So, um, we just want to encourage you. Keep going. Be a year round runner. And walker. Yeah. Now I did talk to a friend of mine one time whose his his, his um, girlfriend was a schoolteacher,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so she took this job in Alaska as a schoolteacher. Mm. Well, it wasn't just Alaska. So if you've ever looked at the map of Alaska, you know that you got that big trail of islands mm-hmm. that go out towards Russia. She was in the next to last island in that chain, way out in the middle of the of the ocean, and. He told me. He said, "If you want to see what cold looks like, he said, get on Google Maps and just look at what it Google Earth and and look that out. Look that up. Well, I did. You can't run there in the winter time. Mm. Well,
0: it's kind of like this past winter. You know, even up north, it was negative fifty in places. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that does get dangerous at that point. Yeah. But down to but there's tw- treadmills. Yeah, sure. And down to twenty degrees, you're fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, back during Corona, I know, I, I remember seeing videos. There were people especially like in france you know they had complete draconian lockdowns you could not go outside your house did you see the videos of people running marathons back and forth in their balconies (laughs) that's
1: all i did see that yeah (laughs) where there's a
0: wheel there's There's a way
1: way. so yeah no excuses i have done that myself i have mapped out i've measured the floor in a hotel room before because i didn't get my one mile in Mm. and run back and forth long enough to get in my one mile
0: you've also got to run in an airport before too yeah
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you could
0: get away with that nowadays.
1: That wasn't that long ago. It was really? Just two years ago.
0: Really? Yeah. I figured TSA would be taking you down. Yeah, well,
1: I don't know. I'm, you know, I don't know. All right, how about a trivia question for this week? Here's the trivia question for this week. And I want you to research this. I don't want you to just define find the answer, okay? The answer is is obviously what we're looking for but I want you to look at this guy a little bit closer. Here's the question. Who holds the men's Olympic record in the marathon? I want you to look at that guy's life and and, and learn a little bit about that guy because it's, it's, it's very interesting. Hmm. Um, tragic and amazing at the same time. So so check that out. right? And if you know the answer to that one, if you've Googled it and you want to answer that question, I dean, think I know the answer. Dean at runforgod.com is, is where you send the answer. First one to send it to me, correct answer, wins.
0: Got to be Dean at runforgod.com. Right. Can't be Facebook Messenger. Can't be customer service That's at runforgod.com. Right. Yep. Got to be Dean at runforgod.com. Yep.
1: And you can win a Run Club box. So send us your t shirt size and your address, and we'll. Uh, is this person we'll the
0: obvious to. answer that I'm thinking? I don't know. I don't Do know. Do you know who it is, Lane?
1: No, hmm. yeah. Maybe uh, it's not. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't think you know who it is. Wow. Uh, it's not somebody running today. I'll put it that way. Well, then my answer would be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Here is uh, a reason why running is so awesome. Every week we share We share one, and here's why running is so awesome this week. War stories. Who doesn't love to get through with a race and tell the story about their race right after they get through so with it? So
0: there I was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, what two and a half miles? I just man, there was this bear on the side of the road, and, and whatever, you know. <laughs> but you always have that guy who yeah.
0: didn't run the race that he wanted to run, and you start hearing not the war stories, but the excuses. That's right. That's right. Oh, I had a twenty-five miler yesterday.
1: Here, yeah, yeah. Well, I just say you got beat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the cool thing about war stories is that. Um, You know, it's kind of like soldiers at war, right? It brings us closer together to talk about and share those things. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a fast runner sharing with a slow runner. I love sharing stories. You know, I'm going to run a, I'm going to run a 10 K in 35 minutes. And I loved sharing with that person who ran 55 minutes. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. It brings us together. It's awesome. All right. Our motivational thought of the week is this comes from Mark Kane, who is a kind of a He's kind of a tech guy, a policy guy. He kind of dabbles in a number of things. I like this. It says, the first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. Mm-hmm. So how many people out there say, well, I'm just kind of a victim of my circumstance? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I've got, I've got asthma. I can't run. I can't walk. Don't, sure you, you you're not a captive of your environment. Yeah. You got to get outside of that. And you know what? The further you get outside your comfort zone, the more benefits you get. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, uh,
0: the more you get outside your comfort zone, the bigger your comfort zone gets. That's,
1: that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That, you're right about that. That's pretty good. We'll have to use that one one week. Uh, I think I got that from somebody. But oh, Okay. Well, That's not original. Yeah, uh, yeah. We like to think we're a victim of circumstance, but, um, today in today's world um we see a lot of anti-christian stuff sure. that makes us think we're a victim we're not a victim we're we win we're victors yeah we win. absolutely we define the success so don't let yourself be a captive of your environment and break out of that and because bottom line is you're gods no matter what right all right everybody you're doing great keep it up Um, keep supporting one another keep edifying one another we're so proud of everything that you do thank you for joining us on the podcast don't forget to go out there and rate our podcast Mm -hmm. right and let people know about us so you can we can get more folks listening we can we can make this train a little bit longer awesome so so help us with that and uh, may God bless every step of every run go out there and shine your light good job Dean
0: For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.